0: Hi, it's Nahani Raus, here with Can We Talk, the podcast of the Jewish Women's Archive, where gender, history, and Jewish culture meet. Welcome back to Word of the Week, a miniseries where we dig into one word and explore its meaning for Jewish women. This time, Eshet Chayil. Okay, so it's actually two words, and in Hebrew, they mean
1: a woman of
2: valor. And I think the phrase chayel is a very loaded
3: term. It's a woman who's got her head put on straight, like a woman who has the right values.
1: She has a very specific role to play. She is the general. The husband is the commanding officer, but she's the one actually getting the things done.
2: I really don't see it necessarily as a um,
0: fulfilling way to be.
1: It has not aged that well. Understatement, understatement.
0: Eshat Ha'il is usually translated as woman of valor. It comes from a 22 verse acrostic poem at the end of the book of Proverbs that sings the praises of an unnamed woman. Eshed
4: Chael me imsa. A woman of valor who can find Far beyond pearls is her value Her husband's heart relies on her And he shall lack no fortune She repays his good, but never his harm All the days of her life She seeks out wool and linen And her hands work willingly She is like merchants' ships from afar She brings her sustenance She arises while it is yet nighttime and gives food to her household, and ration to her maidens.
0: In some Jewish families, the poem is sung before the Friday night Shabbat meal. The custom may have originated in the 17th century with the Kabbalists in Tzfat, who connected Shabbat with a feminine manifestation of the divine. In this episode of Word of the Week, we talk with three Jewish women who grew up singing Eshet Chayil at home. Rena Nickerson, Miriam Anzevin, and Rachel Stomel. We'll hear them reflect on the meaning of Eishet Chael today. First, who is this woman of valor? What's her story?
1: This is a very busy woman. She just works from morning till night um, and allows her husband essentially to go and and do whatever he needs to do by getting all of the homework done.
2: She goes out and she, you know, buys a field and she, you know, make some sort of crafty thing, and she sells it, and she's very industrious. She handles
1: everything in the household. She handles everything in terms of running the land and making sure everybody is clothed and fed.
0: What first comes to mind for you when you think of Eshet Chayil?
4: First, I remember
1: my father singing Eshet Chayil to my mother every erev of Shabbat.
0: That's Miriam Anzevin, TikTok star and Torah commentator based in Boston. And
1: I remember just such a look between them of love and adoration. And it was always um, a highlight of our getting into the Shabbat spirit.
3: I grew up singing Ishut Chal every Friday night at the Shabbat dinner table, as I still do.
0: And this is Rena Nickerson from Toronto, my old friend, who is currently the general manager of SodaStream Canada.
3: It's always been a very like positive, meaningful song. Um, We're really you're you're celebrating um, the woman of the house.
0: Do you identify with this text? I
3: relate well to that idea of a very productive woman um, who's focused on what she can do for herself and her family. The idea that like, she doesn't abide by laziness
4: is something that you see in Eishad She anticipates the ways of her household and partakes not of the bread of laziness. Her children arise and praise her. Her husband lauds her.
0: So I don't know if you remember this, but back when we were in our, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, and you were thinking about who you might marry, you said to me that one of your criteria was that your husband should be able to sing Eishet Chayil to you from memory, looking into your eyes.
3: <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry.
0: I, I was
3: such an intense person, I think, as a kid. Um, luckily for my husband, he does actually know Eish by heart, and he does sing it to me, although maybe not always looking in my eyes after 25 years of
1: marriage. What do you think this
0: song is trying to say?
1: The intent is to show appreciation for a Jewish woman and share how essential they are to Jewish life and Jewish community. And that's beautiful. That's the great
0: part. And what's the not great part?
1: The not great part is the onus it puts on her, the sort of very structured life that is prescribed there. The main problem, as I see it with Ayesha's Heil is that there is one formula for being a good Jewish woman. And it clearly articulates all the aspects of her daily work and obligations and responsibilities to her family, to her husband, to the community, it places her in a role that is very defined. And outside of those behaviors and actions that are described, well then the question is, is she an Asia Haschail? Has she gone beyond the boundaries of what she should or is expected to do? And if she does go beyond them, does that make her, quote-unquote, a bad woman?
0: Yeah, it's such a um, holding up of the married woman with children.
1: Right. It's putting on a pedestal
0: one description of a woman. So, Rena, it's so interesting that your associations are so positive because other people have said to me that they feel like it sort of puts women on this pedestal you know that's one of the critiques of it I wonder what you think about that so
3: I like the idea that like each each woman has her own potential and I feel like it's almost a menu and it's like we could be you know planting a vine buying by the way buying a vineyard (laughs) and planting a field um we could be you know working the spindle we could be working um knitting we could be like and all those things I take to be um in these days not literal right i I don't actually plant or or sew or knit or anything like that but i prefer a song that has women with agency which the woman in the song clearly does and also i what i like about the song very much is the balance of like it's not just that she's running around doing things like She looks smilingly towards the future. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She has fear of God, right? She, she's not just busy, um, and never idle. She, she has purpose. Um, of course, every woman has to have her own limits and her own abilities and figure out what she wants to do with her life. But this woman has got it pretty well figured out. And I think she's not a bad model for me and my daughter. And also, I mean, I missed the most important line in a way, which is that um, charm is deceptive, and beauty is not. A God-fearing woman is the one to be
4: praised.
3: Everything we see in social media and media about like idealized, you know, female form and body and all the things girls are told to do to make themselves look more beautiful. We're saying, no, you have to think much bigger than how you look, because at the end
2: of the day, that's not actually what matters. You know, on the surface, it sounds like this woman is very independent. You know, a very different vision of how we imagine women used to be.
0: Um, you know, She seems very, very leaning in and very uh, like a modern career woman. Rachel Stomel works at the Center for Women's Justice in Jerusalem supporting women who are trapped in marriages where their husband refuses to grant them a divorce. You know, under Jewish law, a woman's earnings that she makes while she
2: is married don't actually belong to her. It belongs only to her husband. So um, when you think of it like that, and you think of this woman who's earning all these things and very industrious, um, you know, to me it feels more like you know, an employee of the month award, <laughs> um, <laughs> rather than you know respect for an accomplished person, because because she's not she's not earning this for herself. So um, that's something just recently that that dawned on me, and I'm like, oh. One of the phrases of um, the way beginning of Eshet Chael you know, it says, Which means that, you know, she repays his good, um, but not his harm all the days of her life. Let's say somebody is um, is abusive, you know, and they do something bad to the other person, and the other person just takes it. That is not praiseworthy. You know, that is, that is dangerous and that is wrong. Um, so I feel like, you know, if we, We're saying this at the Shabbat table, at this kind of family time, which is often like a very fraught time for people who are not in good relationships. And sometimes it's the man reading it to the woman, you know, saying she repays his good but never his harm all the days of her life, and holding that up as like this ideal, um, that I think is where I get icked out. That becomes a threat (laughs) rather than becoming a comfort.
0: Do you hear it used in other contexts ever? Like, do you hear women referred to as an eshed chayil, like in conversation? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. and what they mean by that, like, you know, just like a true eshed chayil, it's like a good, you know, proper religious woman. Um, Sometimes it's used also as like, you know, to commend women for doing a lot of free labor, women who are in caregiving positions. Um, We praise them a lot, we're like, wow, they go above and beyond, like, good for them. But it never translates into, like, therefore, we will pay them. Therefore, we will, you know, give them better conditions. It's always like, wow, look at their sacrifice, good for them, and it just ends there. She seeks out wool and linen,
4: and her hands work willingly. She is like merchants' ships from afar. She brings her sustenance. She arises while it is yet nighttime and gives food to her household and ration to her maidens. She envisions a field and buys it. From the fruit of her handiwork, she plants a vineyard.
1: It is quite outdated, and so sometimes I will update it in my mind. So an Eish doesn't necessarily have to have a husband, firstly. An Eish doesn't necessarily have to have children, nor weave clothes, or make the food, or any of the specific actions that are described in Eish ischail. So if people want to have a different way to express their appreciation for their partner, male or female, uh, or any gender, that's also a good thing and perhaps we can take inspiration from a Shizchail in how we articulate gratitude. We could tailor it to the individual person that is being appreciated. Not only thank you for taking care of all of this and raising the children and creating the clothes and managing our household. Thank you for fixing the Wi-Fi. Thank you for taking the dog to the vet. Thank you. Thank you for all these things that you are doing. And
0: that's our Word of the Week. Thanks to Miriam Anzevin, Rena Nickerson, and Rachel Stomel. Thanks also to the Tanti family, Julie, Matt, and May, for sharing their beautiful singing and guitar playing. You're now listening to Asian Chael of Hip-Hop by Leah Kalish. She's
3: worth far beyond pearls, the ideal wife. But where's the trace of the praise in real life? What's wrong with these beautiful, ugly worlds? and Enslaving and paving the girls behind the kitchen stove. To bake another loaf, will make them shake their asses for the mass. She's like a merchant ship, that's what they sing. Huge chips only wearing a string and a lot of bling-bling. Thank
0: you for joining us for Can We Talk, the podcast of the Jewish Women's Archive. Our team includes Jen Richler and Judith Rosenbaum. Our theme music is by Girls in Trouble, and our Word of the Week jingle is by Alicia Joe Ravens. Find us online at jwa.org/slash talk, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that wraps up our Word of the Week mini series. I'm your host, Nahani Rouse. Until next time.
3: I could.